Hello everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today is going to be all about diet. I'm going to share four top tips for diet and CFS. I've just finished a nutrition kind of mini course, so I'm feeling inspired to share some some diet tips for people experiencing chronic fatigue syndrome and just things that helped me along my own journey as well. Now, I do have a full episode that I recorded with a nutritionist, my nutritionist. So if you want more in detail and specific advice, I would recommend going and listening to that episode. Um, Or just if you're having like real issues with diet and nutrition, I'd recommend speaking to a nutritionist generally. Uh, However, today I'm going to give you four pointers for diet that will optimise your energy levels and set you up for good health going forwards. And while dietary advice will obviously be so different for everyone, depending on their unique needs, I do think the things I'm going to share today will be applicable for most people. But please keep in mind that, like I've said, nutrition advice is so subjective. And if you do want help, definitely seek out a nutritionist. But I'm basically going to share with you some helpful things that I learned on my own um, journey from my own nutritionist that served me really well regarding energy and stress reduction as well Um, and if they help you then that is amazing and you um, can implement those and you know for some of you you might find them unhelpful or irrelevant because we all have different needs so be subjective when listening to this is what I'm saying so firstly number one as somebody with CFS I would encourage you to seek a nutrient-dense diet we primarily get our energy from the food we eat. So CFS being an energy kind of dysregulation, I suppose. I don't think deficiency is the right word. But, you know, CFS means we are low on energy a lot of the time. So it's really important to make sure you're not making that even harder by not eating enough nutritious foods. Now, I'm not suggesting that just eating a nutrient-dense diet will solve CFS because a lot of people listening might be like, well, I actually have a a really great diet and I still have CFS. So it's not the case that um, this will solve CFS. It definitely won't because as we know, it's a nervous system issue, not a diet issue. But the point is, is that diet does have an effect on your energy. And equally nervous system dysregulation does have an effect on digestion and nutrient uptake etc so to put yourself in a good position regarding your diet you want to be focusing on getting in all of the food groups and focusing mostly on a nutrient dense diet so that you're not deficient in any vitamins or minerals or food groups that will then further impact your symptoms and make you feel even more fatigued because you literally aren't getting enough energy into your body And just in case anyone doesn't know what I uh, mean by nutrient dense, it basically just means the amount of um, beneficial nutrients in a certain amount of food. So some examples of nutrient dense foods would be uh, like fruits and veggies, whole grains, lean meats, fish, uh, basically foods that are rich in vitamins and minerals and tend to be lower in saturated fats and added sugar. So like home food, whole foods, etc. Now, please, please take this within reason. By no means am I suggesting that you eat 
salad and fish for breakfast, lunch and dinner. As a general guideline, 80% of your diet should be focused around nutritious foods. And then that leaves 20% for more like um, indulgence or flexibility, right? Like it's kind of that 80-20 principle. Because food is more than fuel. I don't like that saying food is fuel. I think I, I've definitely said it before. But food is actually more, more than fuel because it's enjoyment. It's memories. It's socialising. It's connection with the people around you. You know, a lot of, I imagine a lot of your fondest memories and moments in life have involved food in some way. So we don't want to just be like, you know, hyper-focusing on this nutrient-dense diet and not allowing ourselves any enjoyment or anything like that, because that would, that in my opinion, that wouldn't be healthy. Health is all-encompassing of um, your emotional regulation, yes, your nutrition, yes, your exercise, but also your social connection, um, psychological stress. Like, there are so many factors that come into health. So just keeping that in mind as well. Um, I don't want anyone to take this as like, well, Sky said I can only eat nutritious foods, so I can't have this cookie. No, no, absolutely have the cookie. And this actually takes me on to the next point, which is, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog, by the way, that's not even my dog. That's someone's dog who's at my house. But anyway, this takes me on to the, the next point, which was going to be um, avoid new avoid nutrition avoid restriction unless it's necessary so like I said I worked with a nutritionist all of last year and her ethos was unconditional permission to eat and having an inclusive approach to diet which means not restricting yourself of any foods unless you have an ethical or medical valid reason to do it because it's counterintuitive like just look at all the people in the world who give up chocolate for their new year's resolution and then two weeks in they end up binging on two family-sized bars of chocolate whereas if they just hadn't restricted themselves and just let themselves have a bit of chocolate every day stress and guilt-free surely that would have been far healthier in regards to stress levels and then not binging out on chocolate, which was probably very overwhelming for their system. Telling yourself that you can't have something that you want creates a lot of psychological stress and will at some point lead to you over-consuming it, whether that's in a few weeks, months or years. And my goal for everyone listening to this is to ultimately reduce stress wherever possible. So if you follow a super restrictive diet or if you have cut out foods, I repeat, for no good reason, that's a really important part of this puzzle, then I would encourage you to reconsider or at least get some good um, nutrition advice if you think you need like some actual guidance. Like don't just come to this decision on your own for no good reason. If you are restricting certain foods for good reason, then please ignore this advice because um, it's irrelevant, right? You have a good reason to be doing it and it, it's not going to be stressing you out. But for most people, I've noticed, especially with CFS, 
they just kind of pick on something in their diet and decide that that's what's causing their CFS. So they cut it out. Sugar is a common example. Um, And this just ultimately causes them more stress because they've got something else to worry about. And if anything, cutting out a food group could even be creating more fatigue in your body. You know, we have all the food groups for a reason. There's no, there's not like good and bad. Um, they all play a role in a, in a well-balanced diet. So that's just something to consider. If you've been messing around with your diet a lot, remember CFS is caused by dysregulation of the nervous system and a lot of like behavioural tendencies prior to that. So this is where to focus your attention. Yeah, we should be aiming to have a healthful diet as well, of course. But that's like general advice, isn't it? You don't want to, you don't need to obsess over your diet and try a million different things in an attempt to recover or see an improvement because you really are just procrastinating from the main cause of that dysregulated nervous system, really. Um, And often, like when the nervous system comes into a more regulated state you will see a lot of improvements in like your gut health and um, digestion and all of those kinds of things as well because all those processes that occur in the body um, require a regulated nervous system so I think this is where the confusion comes between diet and CFS a lot of the time there are dietary issues that occur as a result of CFS but it's not actually it's usually usually not the diet's fault it's the nervous system's fault again because your nervous system is responsible for so many processes in your body so again that's like the root cause and that's where you want to um, focus your attention on for recovery so moving on to number three then and this is more of a practical tip actually but um, a lot of the times people say to me that they don't have the energy to cook consistently So something I suggest is meal prepping or batch cooking. This is honestly something I still use today just because it makes life easier and um, creates time for other things like resting or um, whatever you want to do. But I think if you're in a situation where you're not sure you're going to have the energy for cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner, consider prepping on the days where you do have more energy. And look at cooking as well as an activity, like something that's stimulating your nervous system, because it is, you know, cooking can be quite, it's like physical, you're usually standing, you're usually chopping and doing all those kinds of things and reaching for different ingredients, Um, and you're focusing as well. Um, So allowing it to be like one of your daily activities, if that's the range of like activity that you're in at the minute is quite minimal. And yeah, like I said, when you do do it, do it for a few days or even for a week, like get some Tupperwares or freezer bags and freeze some meals. Having meals in the fridge or freezer comes in really handy on those days where you don't have energy. It means that you can still eat something nourishing rather than not eating at all or just opting for super convenient foods like biscuits or, you know, microwave meals, whatever. Um, And again, there's nothing wrong with those, but following that 80-20 principle, we want to be aiming for nutritious foods majority of the time. I had a client actually who did this for a few months, um, a few months ago, and she said it was, it was really helpful for her because 
she had lost quite a lot of weight due to not having energy to cook all the time like when she wanted to so she would often just skip meals and then she got into a habit of this and wasn't really feeling her hunger like she normally would um, which of course led to some malnourishment and affected her energy levels even more so all of these diet tips that I'm sharing here have the goal primary goal of setting your body up to be in a good place to recover healing takes a lot of energy remember and energy comes from food so prepping can come in really helpful and so on to my last pearl of wisdom for you today and it's quite a simple one but massively underrated stay hydrated I think sometimes we forget that diet includes fluids and staying well hydrated has so so many profound benefits on our body cognition and healing all of the transportation in your body your nervous system um yeah don't underrate that so the eat well the eat well guidelines for is um what am i saying for new <laughs> the eat well guidelines for hydration are 6 to 8 cups of fluid per day i'm sure everyone has slightly different recommendations wherever you look but i personally aim for 2 liters of fluid a day that's what i know makes me feel my best but whatever you find manageable ideally six cups of fluid or above this might be really obvious for some of you listening but it's something that definitely gets forgotten about in a lot of people and again i'm not suggesting here that drinking enough and staying hydrated is going to cure you of cfs but it will support you to heal and we often massively overlook the basics when we're trying to make big change like recovering from a chronic illness you know you can do all the nervous system regulation like in the world if you're not if you don't have like a um supportive diet including your hydration it's likely you'll still feel quite fatigued a lot of the time and if you're you know deficient in certain nutrients that's going to affect your energy levels so i hope you can see that i'm not suggesting diet and hydration is going to cure you but it's definitely going to support you and it's one of the basic things that we just want to try and get get right and be um, supportive of our healing so don't overlook the basics is like one of the main messages here and actually just getting the basics right consistently so what i mean by that is eating well hydrating well moving well getting some social connection in etc this will have profound benefits on your health overall and these tend to be the first things that go out the window when we start feeling symptomatic or get a little bit stressed and then what happens is we start to feel even worse because we um, haven't been getting the basics right of course there are other things that we need to improve with um, recovering from cfs sustainably but making sure you are doing the basics for your health for your body is super important so don't overlook that Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.